0: says where it's mistranslated. It never says gay people are going to hell. It doesn't say that. It says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, in my beliefs, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is here because it also says the kingdom of God is near. And the kingdom of God is near to me means that you are supposed to bring down heaven to earth in your gifts and in your blessings and in the Holy Spirit anointing on you. You are called to bring heaven to earth and it says in the verse that everyone's saying that we're going to hell. It never says we're going to hell. It does not say that. It says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know if that's in Romans. I think it's in Romans. And it's not talking about homosexuals. I'm pretty sure it's talking about pedophiles and that specific scripture, but inherit the kingdom of God to me means here on earth because you can bring heaven on earth. You can also bring hell on earth, which clearly there's a lot of hell on earth. What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. (laughs) it's very late while we are recording this and we're very tired and we're leaving for vacation tomorrow and I am not finished packing, but this episode needed to be done and I have a lot on my heart. I feel like you do have a lot on your heart. I feel like we also feel like we need to tread water, but, or tread water, walk on eggshells. I don't know. That's how it feels in my heart. At the same time, I'm like, no, you speak truth and you share your stories. So if you follow me on social media, you may have noticed that I have, um, as of, you know, about a week ago, last week, been posting more pride themed things, posts, and, um, been a little bit more vocal than normal. Um, Besides the podcast, I don't really post a whole lot, especially on Facebook. um, Because I feel like there's more conservative followers, we'll say. Conservative? Does that seem like a good word? Um, People, I post more things on Instagram and TikTok now. I haven't been on TikTok very long, but I post more things on Instagram. I'm more vocal on Instagram. That feels like my safe place where I found my tribe and my people. Facebook's like family, friends, old church, friends, family. Hmm. So I'm a little bit more reeled in. Um, I re I have mentioned that I recently got back on Facebook to share the podcast because that's where I used to share my videos when I made videos. And so I know people will watch my videos from Facebook. I know there are people anyways, I got more vocal this week on social media and the reason I got more vocal was because we started seeing a lot of homophobic posts. Also happy pride month. This is kind of what started it all. So today we're talking about really how do you deal with bullying? How do you deal with, um, people saying hateful things towards your people
1: group? Uh, how
0: do you act Christ-like, I used air quotes if you're not watching, when people are hurting you? That's, like, my question. I mean, it's Pride Month, and everyone's excited. Everyone who's LGBTQ or an ally is excited. If you're not watching, I'm also wearing my Sounds, Sounds Gay I'm In shirt. Hmm. Um, just because of the week we had. We had a hard week. What we had a hard week with? last week.
1: The worship thing? No, it started before that.
0: It started on Facebook. And then we had the worship thing. Yeah. Oh, it was like, so last Friday, it was like two two Fridays ago, we took a break because, I mean, last week it was just too much. It was a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. And I knew if we filmed then, before we had a little more time to process, I knew, for me, money's a little bit more reserved, as y'all figured out. I knew I would say a lot of things out of my hurt. And I would probably regret them. Um, but that last Friday, we started seeing posts, and they were homophobic. And as I was saying, with Pride Month, everyone's proud, but the people who still have a problem with it come out too. You know, people are coming out of the closet, but also bullies and homophobes. And people who still aren't okay with it are coming out of the closet and sharing it on social media. And... Um, we started seeing some posts that were just homophobic and gay bashing and making jokes out of LGBTQ and rainbows and all the things, um, on Friday. And then Friday night, we went to, as money said, the worship thing. Um, the, if you, if you follow Bethel, um, Sean Feute, I think his name is, is from Bethel. But he's been doing this, like, whole political movement. Anyways, he started doing this Let Us Worship movement. They're from California because California churches got shut down. They couldn't do worship. So they started this, like, rally thing where they were doing worship events in parks. And then they came to Amarillo, which I never expected. Amarillo is big, but it's not that big. And my best friend, who's the worship leader at our church, was called and asked to sing with them. And I was one of the first people she called to tell her exciting news. Um, so, of course, we were going to go. She's, yeah, that's exciting. She was there when Apollo was born. I mean, she was the first friend who held Apollo. First, first person who was my mom or sister. Because mm-hmm. she was out in the waiting room with Amaya. Um, we're very close with her. And, uh, of course, we were going to go support her. I was super excited for her. was super proud of her. But we shared we were also very afraid that something would be said about the gays um, <laughs> because I know Bethel's history. I know how they operate and I know that they have a lot of people serving in their ministry that are clearly gay but have chosen to be celibate and are praying the gay away daily or praying the spirit of Sodom as it's called. I used air quotes again if you're not watching. Um, so I expected it from Bethel. I was hopeful that it wouldn't happen. It was, like, kind of, like, maybe it won't. Um, So, anyways, we go to the worship concert after we've been dealing with homophobia on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I started posting on Friday, though, before the concert. Did I? I think I made a couple posts. And they weren't hateful. No. I was just, like you keep posting, I said, you keep posting your hate and I'll keep posting my love. And then I shared a video of me singing, I think gratitude at church because I'm also on the worship team. If you don't know this, um, I sing on the worship team with my best friend, who's the leader and I play the keys and I play the guitar and I've been doing that for five years. Um, so I shared a video of me singing gratitude by Brandon Lake and, said you keep sharing your hate and I'll keep sharing my love and some other things that I said and the response was great whatever um then I shared a picture of us a couple hours later because it's like posts kept happening and it was just like it was starting to bother Maddie um was starting to bother you a lot we were seeing it from all kinds of angles different people and um Maddie just kept calling me, and she was upset. And granted, we've been seeing posts in other groups for a couple months now that have started, yeah, like, homophobic stuff, the transphobia. And um, what else? There was, like, a video shared. Um, I don't remember. Do you remember the video shared with that priest? A different video than the oh, one we yeah. talked about last time. Can you explain it? Cause I can't remember exactly just for like reference. And I'm not bashing the Catholic church just for everyone out there who doesn't watch my videos, but reads my titles. I am not ever bashing the Catholic church. I just want to put that in there. Yeah. Have never, I am sharing stories that are happening in certain places Sometimes they're Catholic churches, sometimes they're non-denominational, sometimes they're evangelical, sometimes they're, I don't know, in a park, like a worship event.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not bashing the church or denominations. Yes. Never, not once. Um, We could do better, a whole lot better. But anyways, this video was shared. Do you remember what it was about? This priest was, like, going off about the gays or that silly little gender thing and marriage equality. And it was, like, that priest sounded so angry. Um, I was, like, I would not want to be a part of that church. Because the amount of anger and hate that I felt from his spirit and the way he was speaking. Mm -hmm it's like that's not Jesus, that's not God. Not the one I know. Yeah. That's like hate, judgment, everything we're called not to be. So anyways, that happened. So we've been seeing some stuff anyways then for a while. F- for a while. Yeah. And then Friday happened and I made another post and it was a picture of Maddie and I that we had taken. That was like a super cute picture. We don't always take pictures, but that one was like super cute. I liked it. And I shared it on Facebook and I was like, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Good thing it's not wrong. And we're, you know, walking in the favor of God and we're super blessed. Our kids know and love the Lord. Um, whatever, something, I don't know, a little me, whatever, a post that I would make. And that got a whole lot of response from kind words and lots of love. And I was just so tired of seeing people talk about, Oh, all the pride posts and all this and that, and then seeing you hurt that I was like, you know what, if you're going to be upset about pride posts then I'm just going to share my love and my, my pride, I guess that I'm proud of who I married. I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of the life I live, you know? This isn't this pride comes before the fall, like scripture talks about. Oh, don't be proud, you know. Humility. This is like, we have both been through so much crap in our lives. Walking with our secret of being gay for years and believing we were going to hell for this thing. Um, Me getting harassed at my job in Houston for months yeah over and over again you getting harassed by strangers at work still to this day
1: Mm um and all the people talking behind our back and all
0: the people talking behind our backs people who are close supposedly
1: yeah that we love that we love
0: and adore um we've been through so much that i am proud of us just like when apollo our son's potty training watch out y'all He's potty trained. (laughs) Potty trained himself this week. Anyways, just like when he goes to the bathroom, whether it be peeing in the bushes or going in the toilet, we are so proud of him. That is the kind of proud, the kind of pride I feel. Not this pride, I don't need God. I can do this on my own. Like, literally, you walk down here. I was listening to worship music. I was praying before I filmed. I need God 150% Mm -hmm. for all of this. I need his help. I need his guidance because like I said, if I would have filmed last week, which I wanted to, I knew I would have messed it up. And that was the Holy Spirit saying, Hey, you need to take a break and just find your footing. So when we talk about pride, I'm proud that I was brave enough to come out of the closet. I'm proud that I was brave enough to marry the love of my life. I'm proud that I was brave enough to start this podcast that I've known I was supposed to do for so long. I'm proud of myself for doing things that are hard. Because coming out is hard. Yeah. It's easier now, I think. But I I know that teens are still scared when they come out. That is what pride is about. You're doing something so scary. Mm-hmm. Do we walk down the street holding hands? Ever. No. Yeah. We're terrified. I am. Probably you less. But I'm. Mm-hmm. Still you know what I mean? Like, I envy when I see kids doing it. Because I'm like, man, like, but I think it's because I still. How got, freely. How freely they yeah. do it. And they'll come in our church. We've been there for five years. And they're, like, holding hands and all over each other. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry I don't do that, babe. <laughs> because uh, I've had. And they're younger than us. They're way younger. Yeah. Um, but that's the goal. Is that it's easier for the next generation? Yeah. You know it's easier for us than it was for the generations before us, but still, I think after this week and all the stuff that happened, I realize how much trauma I'm still carrying, how how deep those wounds still are mm-hmm. um And how scary they still are, you know, like when we're faced with it. We've talked about on the podcast before that we don't face homophobia regularly. We're not taunted or nothing crazy has happened. We've been super blessed. We walked into our church, like yesterday, we walked into our church, hugged by how many people came up and hugged me? I don't freaking know. It's just Mm -hmm. like I needed all that love. And we're sitting right behind our pastor who's like, hey, you, like, We are so loved and we are so safe in that space and we're blessed. So we don't experience hate, but last week we experienced a lot. So we had the Facebook stuff. Then we went to this worship concert thing. I don't know. I guess it wasn't a concert worship event thing. Um, and it took me about two songs to let my guard down. And we had the kids, which is also hard to like, just let go when Apollo's, all over the place, and I can't really not think about where he is.
1: Um, did it
0: take you that long
1: too? To it took me a minute
0: i was I was so waiting for them to say something, and then, especially at the beginning, I really
1: waiting for that, it was just uh. And it was different. It, it was, was definitely different. Yeah. And I didn't know what to expect and never been to anything like that. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're
0: raised Catholic, and I was raised in that kind of craziness of Pentecostal. Again, I'm not bashing the Catholic Church by using the word Catholic. Um, I think I'm just going to to say that for a while. It was intense when they started praying. So they had, like, five preachers come and pray, and... The drums were going and the drums were super hot like we were like five feet from the stage because i wanted Catherine to see us apollo so wanted to see Catherine, and she did and she Amazing. kept
1: waving at him oh my god i think she, she was hearing her voice there too just made it a lot that more calm.
0: that calmed me down because yeah. that girl's anointed and as soon as she's you she hear her sing
1: yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit okay. shows up. But um,
0: it was intense when they were praying. And so I was like, okay, what's going to happen? Are they going to do it now? You know, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. And then they didn't. And then I sang this whole first song, which was, like, I was still on my guard up. I had my arms crossed. You know, it's like distracted myself with Apollo. Um, and just praying. I was just praying. I was like, God, ye- if they do say something, you're bigger than their agenda. For what it means to be gay and what you have to do or be to if you're gay or trans or whatever mm-hmm. I kept praying that I don't even know if I've told you that I was like like holy Spirit in me Holy Spirit and Catherine Holy Spirit and everyone who was a, we were surrounded by people from our church at that event you are bigger than their agenda in our town. this is our town this is our place and you're bigger than whatever they think we need to be as as gay people. I kept thinking that. So anyways, we get through the whole concert. Um, Catherine killed it. Uh, I'll have to add a video for her singing or something because her voice is, Mm -hmm. it's my favorite. My girl. Stay hidden over here, though. No, she's great. Um, And then they got to the end and they start talking again. I was like, come on, y'all were like finally getting good at singing. Like you're finally hitting it with the singing. Why'd y'all start talking? Mm -hmm. But it was good for some people. They were talking about freedom and do you want freedom? Raise your hand. They started doing altar calls, um, where people come to the front and the altar. Um, if you don't know what that is, um, and being free from like porn addiction or drug addiction, or if you're, if you're going through divorce, like praying for healing or, you know, all the things, um, if you're a prostitute, they were talking about the Satan worshipers or whatever, the last one they were at that were in the park and then gave over their life to God. Then you know, they're talking about all these things and praying, but they didn't you didn't, you know, they just prayed. Like, if you're this, come. Nobody had to like raise their hand for their particular group, whatever. You just come to the altar and they're like praying over them, and then they kept saying, This is a shame free zone, and then suddenly they're like, This is a shame free zone. Um And if you struggle with same-sex attraction or gender identity, God wants to call you to a life of purity. Raise your hand if you struggle with one of those things. (laughs) And I was like, son of a bitch. There it is. (sighs) Uh, For for a second, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to go a different direction with this.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And then he said, God wants to call you to a life of purity. And I was like, screw you, dude that's wrong. Yeah. So you're saying God wants to call you to a life of celibacy. That's what he meant. That's purity, celibacy, not sleeping with someone. Um, to me, that's what that means. Purity. It's like purity culture. Mm -hmm. Don't sleep with someone before marriage. How many people do that? Nobody talks about it. I don't care, but nobody talks about it. Um, so, if you struggle with one of those things raise your hand oh look at these two guys these two guys in the front they raise their hands mm-hmm. and we just like you looked at me and you're like let's go and amaya turns around with these like deer and headlight eyes and everything i felt like everything was happening so fast i'm like looking at Catherine. you could see she's like looking kind of panicked like what's happening She's looking for the two guys. And then Sean, the guy leading makes direct eye contact with me. I mean, we had been there with our two kids. It was very obvious. I think to anyone that we were, because we're both taking care of Apollo. Mm -hmm. Very obvious. We're together. Um, both have wedding rings on, uh, he makes eye contact with me. Then I'm, like, looking over. I'm looking at you. You're like, let's go. Maya's got this deer in headlights look. And sh- I'm realizing that she's realizing what the heck just happened. Because we've been talking about people who are homophobic. Because she knows some people don't like that we're married. We've, we're very open with her. Even with Apollo, as much as you can be with a two-year-old. Um, because I want her to always be able to come to us. Mm-hmm. If someone says something to her that hurts her. Because it's happened. It happened when she was, like, three. They Someone told her at a certain type of daycare that her mommy's couldn't be married and you talked with them you're like that's not okay
1: yeah.
0: um anyways so all that's happening then i'm like looking around and strangers are looking at us with this weird look and i'm like <laughs> oh my god how do we leave without making a scene even though everyone's already staring at us you know everything it was like in slow motion, but everything was happening so fast, yeah. like tunnel vision, like what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. panicking. My heart race, you know, is racing. And just like, I want to throw up. I want to run on stage and grab the mic and talk about confessions from the closet. Like Jesus loves you. No, this isn't okay. <laughs> everything happened so fast and yet it was in slow motion. So we grab our blanket and our diaper bag and all our stuff and our children walking. Everyone's staring I just start walking fast in front of you because I'm just, like, so upset. And then I'm upset that I didn't go to find those two guys to be like, God loves you. You're perfect. Like, these people are wrong. You know? Because then we're walking away and I hear the guys, like, pick them up in a big hug. And they're lifting the two gay guys up for everyone to see who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: And my biggest problem with this... And I t- we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Being gay or trans or bi or whatever is not the same as being a drug addict or porn addict or um, a sexual abuser or a pedophile or any of those things. And I'm not even saying being a drug addict is the same to being a pedophile. Number mm-hmm. one, pedophiles worse. I see that worse than murder. Yeah. You don't hurt children. Period. You just don't. But they didn't ask one of those people groups that -hmm. they struggled with to raise their hand. My being gay has never harmed anyone or hurt anyone but myself because people have hurt me because I chose to be open that I'm gay. People have hurt us because we are married and that goes against the sanctity of marriage quotes. That's what we were told when we got engaged. Those are the posts we saw when we got engaged. Oh, the sanctity of marriage. It's ruining the sanctity of marriage. No, only you can ruin your marriage. I cannot touch it. That's between you and your spouse. Um, But they didn't ask one of those other groups to raise their hands. Just the gay people. And being LGBTQ is not harmful to anyone but the person who's LGBTQ. Because we have been so traumatized by the church. Mostly because they're the one who's have pushed this agenda because of the mistranslation and it's a mistranslation. We're the ones who have been hurt by suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, being murdered, being beat, being kicked out of your home. Mm -hmm. We have been hurt. Now I'm saying this with all the love and respect. I have a brother who has struggled with hardcore drugs and I know how hurtful that was for all of us in the family. Having to hear him call us high because he was having a hard time. Having to see his best friend die from an overdose. Having to see my brother get beat up because he broke into someone's house to steal a TV to buy more drugs. That's just one example. Because when you're addicted to something, you will do anything to get another fix. I've watched it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now my brother's healed and delivered. And he's not walking that life. And we have a church full of people who used to be drug addicts and have been to prison. And they've been healed. They've overcome that. That is harmful. That is not good for your body. Porn, not good for your mental body of what sex actually is. It's not healthy for you. It's an addiction. It's harmful if you're watching it in your marriage. It can be harmful to your marriage. If you're watching it and then you're going to try to have sex with someone, it can be harmful because you think this is what sex should be like, and that's not what it is. It's harmful. Being gay is not that. It does not hurt anyone but us. And that's not right. That's why I had a problem with them telling them to raise their hands. They didn't ask anyone else to expose themselves. I don't understand why the church still thinks that that is the number one problem. You cannot be healed from being gay just like you cannot be healed from being straight. If you can be healed from being gay, then choose to be gay if you're straight. And prove me wrong. When did you decide to be straight? You didn't. Mm-hmm. Just like I didn't choose to be gay. I chose to count, come out and be honest. So anyways, that was all on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot. Yeah. Because, he, go ahead. Yeah, I thought I you were going to say something. No, the other saying. thing was I talked to Amaya like the next day. And I was like, what were you thinking when you turned around and looked at us? And she's like... I said, did you understand what they're talking about? She's like, yeah, they were talking about um, like you and mom liking each other, you know, being gay and stuff. I was like, yeah. And I said, "And you realized that you thought you were safe to worship and all of a sudden it didn't feel safe. And she said, yeah. I said, so I didn't say this to her, but I realized our daughter had just experienced religious trauma for the first time. That like a place of worship doesn't mean it's always safe. And she just experienced it for the first time. Because for her, church has always been safe. Church is her favorite place. Mm
1: -hmm. Church is,
0: is one of her homes. She worships. She loves the people that teach her. She loves her friends. And she experienced at 10 years old toxic religion, really. Yeah. And that sucked. That sucked as a mom. Because it wasn't my being gay that hurt her. It was people on stage saying that it was wrong when she's like, no, it's not. I always ask her like, are you loved? Are you blessed? Are you happy? Yes. Like our kids live their best life. They live the life. I, I mean, and I had a great life. They live a life that I'm like, dang, I would have loved this life as a kid. Mm -hmm. Four wheelers, and two trampolines and a big old playground. They're living their best of chickens. Paul's naked all the time, running around in dirt. They're living (laughs) a great life. We're going on vacation tomorrow. It's not us. It's harming our children. They know God. They love God. Even Apollo, he was singing in the closet today, Jesus, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was church people. And we weren't even in the building. They're like, oh, take church outside. Yeah, thank you for that. That was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: It was great until then.
1: But... Hmm. Maybe, yeah. Appreciate our church even more and we talk about our church all the time.
0: Yeah, we talk about our church all the time and it um, really is a different place. It's a special place. And mm-hmm. we don't ever try to force the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just comes on his own or her own. Whatever you want to call Holy Spirit could be <laughs> they, them. God could be they, them. You know what I mean? For made in his image. I've heard someone say if we're made in God in And I'm sure if any of the people who cannot stand me right now are watching this. They're going to really love this one. Yeah. (laughs) But I doubt they're listening. No, they will. Uh, They probably will now. That's why I wore this shirt for them. Um, If we are made in God's image, male and female, then God is male and female. I heard that. That makes perfect sense. I'm sure they'll love it. But it's the same thing. God is nurturing and God is like guiding, He is male and female. I mean, we don't have gender roles, obviously. So we're, we just have roles. We just do what we're best at in our family. Something's broken. Usually I'm fixing it. If everyone's crazy, usually you're the calm to the crazy. You know what I mean? There's things that we do. You work. I take care of the home and the children. I don't have gender roles. Anyways, so that was Friday. Then there was more posts. and was just like the posts kept coming. One of the ones I saw was like, oh my gosh, the rainbow. Taking back the rainbow. The rainbow was never about being gay. Okay, agreed. It wasn't. The rainbow in the sky was God's covenant to never come back and flood the earth. He flooded the earth because angels were sleeping with men and the world was evil. Men were sleeping with the angels. That's what happened. That's part of the story. If you want to go read the whole story, you go read the whole story. I'm not going to get into it. The the rainbow was a sign that God promised to never flood the earth again. The rainbow flag originally had the color pink in it. Pretty sure the rainbow in the sky doesn't have pink. Um, And it was created for the first pride that happened in June. After the Stonewall riots also happened in June where... Being gay back then, I don't even know the year. I don't even have my stuff together. But for the people who keep arguing that we're trying to take the rainbow, first of all, the rainbow flag originally had the color pink, and they used the rainbow to express how vivid and vast the LGBTQ community was and is. Also, for those arguing the rainbow comment, the new pride flag has brown, black, pink, and white, and blue in it. Like baby blue it has a lot of colors in it. It's not the rainbow in the sky. We never claim that. This is the argument that keeps happening from Christian people. By Christian, I mean Christ followers, air quotes. Um, doesn't matter what denomination. It's not the Buddhists saying this though. Um, (laughs) There was never... I never made that argument. I've never seen a gay person say, yeah, we're taking God's rainbow. No, I've never heard one gay person say that. That is a Christian argument that none of us are arguing. So stop. So I made a post about that. I'm just like we never claimed it. I think I shared another video of me singing and I was singing this song that I wrote, which is called Hold On. And it's a song I wrote right after we started going to our church. And um, it basically it was, it's like a letter to my younger self. It's even a letter to my current self. It's like a song. I felt like God gave it to me and it was the easiest song I've ever written. Um, I haven't written many more since then, but I have an idea in my head right now. Anyways, it's just about God's love. And like, he knows my name and talking about how many years I tried to pray away the gay and, so I shared that video of me singing. Just like, we never argued the rainbow was ours. Like, the same rainbow. We never claimed that. So stop. Stop making dumb arguments that nobody's arguing with y'all. You look silly. Um, so that was one. And then, man, it just felt like it just kept happening. And it was a lot to process. And, and okay, I, I can not even handle it. Uh, yeah. It was a lot. And I started all of it because I saw Mahdi sad. And I saw you hurting. And I was like, look, I know. I teach Amaya every day since I can remember, since she was like three or four. We stand up to bullies. Yeah. We are not bullies. We will not be bullies. We will stand up for the bullied and we will stand up to the bully. I've never really had to do it since I was little. I've never done it to an adult like right now. I've never done it on social media and I didn't do it right out on these people's pages. Um, but I was just done. I was done watching you be hurt. I was done, um, seeing old wounds just keep getting poked at by people's stupidity and, in consideration for what their jokes um air quotes again are oh, doing if you think it's funny to make fun of a marginalized spat upon told you're going to hell community you think that's funny you're saying it's okay to bully us still it's not funny i'm fine but i will not sit back and watch my wife hurt and not say a word. I stood up and I said, it's enough on social media because it was being done on social media. And I was tired of it. When I married you, I vowed to stand up for you and protect you always. And this was a moment I felt like I had to. And I will stand by that. And if, the people who are doing this and they continue to do it can't see that they hurt you and you've been hurt your whole life and that pain's still there if they can't understand that i don't i don't get that i don't get how you can't see that your jokes are hurting someone someone you love and other people we do not have equal rights or you wouldn't have to still pay to adopt Apollo. Yeah. We do not have equal rights or we wouldn't be afraid to hold hands in the street. We do not have equal rights or it wouldn't be a fear for people to get fired or kicked out of their rent houses. We do not have equal rights. We are still bullied. We are still talked bad about. Christians still think it's this crazy sin and it's not. We are not equal but we're fighting for it. And I stood up because I was tired of watching you hurt. And then I made an extra post and it had nothing to do with anyone except I was writing a letter to you. And I got a little bit emotional in my letter to you, which is something I do on Instagram a lot. If you go look at my Instagram posts, there's a lot of long written posts where I'm basically writing letters. It's like a short blog because I used to blog. And it's a lot harder with a two-year-old to do anything, but I was basically started out writing a letter to you. We had a hard week. People who we thought loved us came out of the closet, and they're closeted homophobia. Again, it happens every June.
1: And... The difference is now. It Happens I'm, year round. Oh,
0: it happens year round.
1: We just it, don't really say anything. We let the oh, just ignore that fellow Oh, ignore that person. We'll talk to them, talk about it privately. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, it's enough is enough. Enough is enough. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I said it's a lot of people and. I've said it before, people from the church, if you're claiming God's name and you're telling someone they're going to hell for who they love or who they feel they are, it says lest you be judged. Like how you judge, you will be judged that way. You are not God. Nobody can tell someone they're going to hell. Nobody it says it says where it's mistranslated. It never says gay people are going to hell. It doesn't say that. It says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, in my beliefs, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is here because it also says the kingdom of God is near. And the kingdom of God is near to me means that you are supposed to bring down heaven to earth. In your gifts and in your blessings and in the Holy Spirit anointing on you. You are called to bring heaven to earth. And it says in the verse that everyone's saying that we're going to hell. It never says we're going to hell. It does not say that. It says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know if that's in Romans. I think it's in Romans. And it's not talking about homosexuals. I'm pretty sure it's talking about pedophiles and that specific scripture. But inherit the kingdom of God to me means here on earth. Because you can bring heaven on earth. You can also bring hell on earth. Which clearly there's a lot of hell on earth. Are you bringing God's presence with you where you go? That's the kingdom of heaven. That's inheriting the kingdom of heaven. I'm bringing it here. When people walk into your home, do they feel the Holy Spirit or do they feel a lot of negative energy? It never says we're going to hell. It doesn't. It says you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Different things. I've always believed it meant different things. And I'm experiencing the kingdom of heaven on earth daily. And my children and my wife and the people that love me and I'm surrounded with and the strangers that I get to talk to at grocery stores. That's heaven on earth. Being kind to each other. That's heaven on earth. Being loving. That's heaven on earth. Helping someone who's hurting. That's heaven on earth. I experience it every day. So... Obviously, it's not talking about gay people because here I am inheriting the kingdom of earth or kingdom of heaven on earth, bringing it here, trying to see how God sees, seeing the heart. I say this all the time, like the church has to do better. And when I'm making this podcast, I always want to be careful, not even careful. I don't need to be careful I'm not bashing the church. I'm bashing the church as an institution, indoctrination, brainwashing. That has happened. It's happened to us, or we wouldn't carry so much trauma still.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jesus is not any of those things. He came so that we could live, so that we could go to heaven. The wages of sin is death, except it says semicolon. But by the grace of God through Jesus, we have been given grace. Something like that. It's not a period, it's a semicolon. Yeah. Through Jesus' blood. To say, to be hateful, to be hurtful, to even be hurtful to yourself because you made a mistake is to say that Jesus' blood is not enough. It is enough. He said, It is finished. It was enough. And if you don't believe that, I'm sorry. I hope you find that one day. I hope you find that gift because his blood is enough. We don't have to keep beating up ourselves. We don't have to keep beating up each other. It also says, Love your neighbor as yourself. We need to learn to love ourselves, and that's the problem. People who are hurtful don't know how to love themselves. And I'm sorry. And I hope that you learn that you are valuable and you are worthy and God loves you. Because you are enough and His blood was enough. And maybe if you can learn to love yourself, you can learn to love your neighbor. But you can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself.
1: Yeah. Very true.
0: Something I said out of everything that I took away, there's two things that, that were amazing that happened. One is I made a TikTok video talking about, um, and if you're not following me on TikTok yet, please go follow me. It's Confessions from the Closet. Um, I share clips of the podcast and also like stuff throughout the week. I need to be more consistent, but again, mom of a two-year-old, sometimes <laughs> I just got to wash the dishes and do the laundry. Um, Two and ten, honey. Two and ten. She's easy, okay. Ten-year-old's easy. I never say ten-year-old. Which is a hard job. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, It is. But Amaya's Amaya's amazing and she's very helpful. Um, I made a TikTok video talking about what had happened at the worship thing. And, um, like, the next night, was it Saturday or Sunday? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble sleeping, but especially when a lot's going on. Like last week, I, um, I was to all the bullies out there. I hope you rested well. I don't, because I'm constantly praying about what could I have done differently? How can I handle this? How can I fix this? And this is how, this is all I can do. I can't do anything, um, but pray and just ask the Lord to keep guiding me. Um, anyways, so I don't sleep a lot. I've been burning sage and drinking lattice water to help with that. I think it's helped a little bit. (laughs) Thank you, TikTok. Um, So I woke up. It was like 2 in the morning. I was probably up to like 4 or 5. Just laying in bed, watching TikToks or videos, trying to help myself go to sleep. Um,
1: It's probably been the opposite, but
0: okay. Yeah, anyway. So I made the video about the worship thing. And then I see this comment at like 4 in the morning. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my god, babe, guess what? you'll never guess what happened. (laughs) Poor thing. She has to work the next day. She's like, what? And like, one of the two guys that raised his hands at the worship thing saw my TikTok video.
1: (laughs) I was pumped. I was excited for you. Oh, I was
0: just like, Oh God. God is so much bigger than their agenda. Like it just reminded me that I was praying. And even though I didn't see it right away, because when we were walking away, like, I just felt so defeated. I was like, I was supposed to go. I had told you all week, if it happens, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do something. And I'm like, save the day, you know. As so Paul yeah. says, save the day. Um, and I was so disappointed in myself that I didn't. I was like, come on, God, you said you were bigger. And I wasn't brave enough and all this. And, and I made that video and I was very emotional. I had made a second video that I didn't release because I was being very aggressive towards Bethel in the second video. I never really, it's in my drafts. Like it's aggressive. And I was like, no, that's not your heart. Calm down. Calm down, girl.
1: Um,
0: but I, I didn't make the video thinking at all that one of the guys would find it. But when he did, I was like, the Lord's like, I heard your prayer and I am bigger than that. You know, Mm -hmm. I am bigger than their agenda. And I've gotten to message back and forth with this guy. And, um, He's young, and he just was tired of hiding, and I've invited him to our church and just got to talk to him, like, about his story, a little bit about our story, and I would love to, like, get to connect with him more. But I'm just like, God is that big. Like, they thought they did something, but God's like, just wait. They'll leave, and you're still here. Mm-hmm. And I'm bigger still. And I'm um, in control. And in control. And it was a different timing than what I thought. And he's just like, look, I got you. We're doing fine. Um, and yeah, I don't remember the second thing I was going to (laughs) say. I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, one, one thing that all of this brought is, and I said this in that last post and, um, it, it caused a lot more drama than I expected. But if anyone who's upset with me still, um, here's this that post wasn't towards anybody, but towards myself and to And it was a letter and a declaration that like, we've been through a lot. And we were reminded that we do have wounds and trauma from being brought up in religion. And thank God, cause we have God, but also there's a lot of wounds because we were the outcast. We were the worst sin of all air quotes again. Um, we were all that. And, uh, me finally standing up and doing what I tell him I to do. Standing up to a bully. Bullies, really. Because even with Bethel, God came through. Um, because I stood up and made that video. Uh, it It showed me that I've hidden for a long time, even though I've been out for nine and a half years, I've still been very quiet, and I've said, I've talked about this on the podcast, like, I've still been very quiet and not bold enough for the LGBTQ, and, you know, because it's, like, this weird thing, it'd be, like, bold in church and bold, and, like, this line that I'm trying to figure out, and, um, do it right, and not my way, but, like, the way I'm supposed to do it, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, and all the hate, and all the trauma, and all the... Stuff made me realize that. I mean, even like at events that we hold at our own house, I'm not even being affectionate to make other people more comfortable. And yet we're uncomfortable. And I've spent enough time being uncomfortable to make other people in my own home and in the world around us comfortable when I want to put my hand on your back or hug you or love on you. And I'm not saying we're going to go make out somewhere. That's just not us. That's fine. We -hmm. don't do that. Like we're not super, we've said it. We're not super PDA people. But I love just putting my hand on you and letting you know I'm there. And those are things that I've not done in order to make other people comfortable. And this made me realize, screw that. I'm not doing that shit anymore. I'm not shrinking back in any way, shape, or form, to make someone else comfortable with my sexuality. Then don't come around if it's that big a deal to you. Mm -hmm. I was raised on straight movies, straight marriages, straight everything. And I still became gay because I was gay. I was born gay. Yeah. My being gay in front of a child or in front of you or in front of whoever is not going to make someone gay. It's not contagious. I mean, you can't catch it. Yeah. I tried to catch the straight thing. It didn't work. For it's sure. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was engaged, had the wedding dress bought. It didn't work. It knew it wasn't me. Nobody's going to become gay by me being myself and loving my wife. Unless they were already born gay. Or they're trans, and I'm giving them permission to love themselves and to not spend all the years i spent hating themselves. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm just making, still, making sure it's still recording. So, th- so all my last post that I keep kind of talking about, I said in it, and I just want to just clear this air. I deleted it on this part on Facebook. It's still on my Instagram because I thought about it. I have thought about this for days. I think I even woke up in the middle of the night and talked to you about it. And I said, Oh, I remember what I was doing. Yeah. I put in there. Next time you come to my home, I'll be burning sage and there'll be a multitude of rainbow flags to welcome you. Now, if nobody knows what sage is for, it wards off negative energy. Bad energy. You're supposed to cleanse your house when people come to your house because you don't know what people are walking in or bringing in. And then you're having trouble sleeping or your kids are having nightmares. Well, who came to your house? What energy did they bring? Mm -hmm. We all bring energy. Yeah. So the sages, if you're going to come into my house and be kind to me to my face, but you're talking crap about being behind my back, you've brought bad energy and I'm going to cleanse my house. Also, the rainbow flag thing, hence the shirt, sounds gay, I'm in, is saying I'm not going to hide who I am for you to be comfortable, especially in my own home. I will kiss my wife if I want to kiss my wife. If you're uncomfortable with that, don't come over. We pay for this place. This is our home. This is our safe place. I will kiss my wife if I want to. I don't care who's around. That's what the flags was about. I'm not going to hide myself to make you comfortable anymore. So if people have a problem with that, that is what I meant. To everyone who's talking crap about me and my character, I'm still going to keep being me. I'm still going to keep loving people. I'm still going to keep telling people that Jesus loves them if they're LGBTQ because it's the truth. I'm still going to keep getting louder and louder and louder because that is what I'm called to do. And I will not shrink back. And this last week has proven to me that I can't because we're not equal and kids are still killing themselves. And I can't stay silent.
1: And
0: if you don't see that your bullying is part of that problem, I guess you're mm-hmm. just not seeing the world.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I don't really have anything else to say. Well. To you. <laughs> it went longer than I expected. But there
1: was a lot to unpack. Yeah. Well, I love you and I think you're great. And I know your heart. And thanks. You should be asking questions like, why are you hurt? Um, I'm sorry we're not there for you. Not, oh why are you bashing the catholics or anything else yeah what about being a human and and showing some empathy empathy well
0: because that's what proves to me they're not listening yeah because if you're listening you would hear me say several times i'm not bashing the catholic church i'm not bashing them i'm saying what happened this is truth this is facts this is actually something that happened in this place yeah and I'm sorry, I'm going to keep sharing things that happen in Catholic churches because I know a lot of LGBT people who were in Catholic churches and things happened to them. These are just facts. Yeah, why are you not asking? <laughs> why? <laughs> Sometimes I have to, like, filter myself. Um Why are you not asking, hey, are you okay? I'm sorry that that happened to you. You know, how can I help other people? How can I be better in the future? Yeah. How can I help the next generation? How can I be an ally? Yeah. You're amazing, Maddie. And I will fight for you to the death. And you too. Always. Yeah, but I got to be the fighter this time. You did too, behind the scenes. Um, we've always said we want our marriage and our life to be something that can be encouraging for other people and um, that we would always share God's light and His love and we didn't have that and I think it would have saved us a lot of pain growing up and that's our goal so if you're listening, if you're watching keep messaging us your stories to all the hateful comments and the shit talking that happened about my character this week, there's a hundred times more amazing stories that I'm being sent by people who have kids that are LGBTQ or people who are, um, allies and whatever, people who are gay, people who are trans. There's a hundred times more amazing stories that I'm being told, thanking me for doing the podcast, thanking me for being bold enough to share our story and other people's stories. Um, and so keep, Keep sending them. You have no idea how encouraging they are to me. They mean everything to me. They are what kept me going this week. When I cried a lot. And I hurt a lot. Because the people who are saying hurtful things about me and about us, I truly love... And I can't understand how they can bash me so badly, but y'all's stories and comments were so encouraging to me this week. And they just reminded me why I'm doing this and why I will
1: continue
0: to do this and find stories. I'm really excited for next week. I think it'll be next week. I'm getting to sit down with Timothy from the cross in the closet, the author of the cross in the closet. Um, I've gotten to talk to him on the phone already and he's amazing. And I'm so excited for him to share his story, truly getting to walk in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. So please keep sending your stories, like subscribe. If you haven't already, um, Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Those help me so much. And um, your comments on YouTube help me so much. Things Share with me people you would love me to interview or stories you'd love to hear. If you have a story to share, um, things you want us to talk about, topics you'd like me and Monty to talk about. She's on every other week almost. That's my goal. She hates it, poor thing. Um, she doesn't hate it. She loves it.
1: <laughs> Not
0: really. I don't know. She's mixed reviews on that. Just um, kind of like date time for us. We don't have kids, no phones to distract us. It's kind of amazing. Um, but thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for following us on this journey and supporting us in all the ways y'all do. So until next week, have a great one. We love love y'all. Bye.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications and give this video a big thumbs up also thanks for your comments and your feedback hey guys thanks (laughs) hey guys thanks for listening to my podcast
0: (laughs) oh gosh